0: normal business hours just to get a hold of someone real service from real people whenever you need it get the customer service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com credit card from the american museum of natural history in new york
1: city and beaming out across all of space and time this is Starbucks. Where science and pop culture collide. This is Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. And this is a Cosmic Queries edition on science in pop fiction. Ooh, what does that mean? I got my resident geek in chief with me. Charles Lou, Charles, welcome back to Star Talk. What a pleasure! You're like such a regular here. on this show. <laughs> because <laughs> there's certain you. categories of expertise that you just plug that hole and we just sit back and enjoy.
2: I live to serve. Thank oh, you for having there me. There he goes. And
1: <laughs> Chuck Nice. That's right. As always, dude.
3: That's right. Always a pleasure to be here, man. All right. So, you got, we solicited questions.
2: We have
0: science,
3: science in c- pop fiction. In pop fiction. So, it's Pop Pop fiction's what? Television. Uh, you know, maybe comic books. So, it could be superheroes.
1: It uh, could, superhero. could be just sci fi. sci fi. Sci fantasy. Right. All of the above. Could, yeah. Right. I think Whoever's I've, putting science in their fiction, we're going to talk about it. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. I
2: think of pop fiction as the kind of fiction that you would, watch while eating popcorn. Okay. So pretty much anything else. Pop fiction. Pop, Pop popcorn. Pop okay. yeah. corn. There Works for out. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so
1: Chuck, what do you have? All right, you can call me Charles if you'd like.
2: <laughs> okay. And you can call me Chuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: we're interchangeable. So
1: you Charles? were Chuck in college, yeah. right?
2: Yes. You were Chuck in college? I'm still Chuck now. It's just By the way, was I was Chuck, Chuck in high school. Awesome. Oh, yes, I was. Yeah.
1: How
3: were you Chuck in high school? I
1: hung out with a couple of friends who noticed that I was always jovial and I
3: Who Peppermint Patty? What <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Pink pen?
1: No, it was it was they noticed that I that I chuckled a lot. And so oh. they had their own nickname for me that no one else had, and it was Chuck, which was short for chuckles. Oh, how cute. Yeah. And that it, it ended after high school. All right, oh. cool. Not oh, that Chad. I didn't stop laughing, but no one really cares. Right. right. Wow. And, yeah. and then you became Dr. Hibbert.
3: <laughs> So we really have three chucks. With Chuck, 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 and Chuck. Mm-hmm. How much wood could have we chuck chuck? All right, here we go. This uh, we always start with a Patreon patron because they support us financially, mm. and uh, we're whores. So uh, this is from <laughs> <laughs> this right. is from Mike Walterit uh, on Patreon, and this is what he says: On shows like the Orville and many others, they often communicate with people light years away. They never explain how they do it. Maybe there's a wire that passes through a tiny wormhole to connect earth. Uh, What I'm wondering though, is if they were able to reliably share the same sense of time for the duration of their conversation, would one of them sound like a chipmunk <laughs> and the other sound like they're in slow motion? What other weird effects might occur? That's a great question. That's a question. really great
1: question. Because, you know, we're so distracted by, well, oh, that wouldn't make noise in the vacuum of space. Right. And this person thinking deep. Yes, he is. About Good. conversations. We have this issue with communicating with the Mars rover. Right. The Mars rover can What's be, the delay on the Mars it's rover? It's on average about 20 minutes. So, is it, so you're- You're just hello? Like, watch, watch out for the cliff, and it's right. too late. So you got to make sure to watch out for the cliff. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's why the the rovers all have some kind of AI on them to right. know where they're headed and and how dangerous it might be, right. regardless of what command we give
3: them. Yeah, you, because we're it's like being it's like having a lousy parent at the <laughs> playground. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's say so
1: clearly they're communicating with people much farther away than just Earth to Mars. Right. So I'm thinking it's got to be some wormhole uh, channel. Uh, Charles, you got a, an opinion about that? In
2: Star Trek specifically, there is this construct called subspace, subspace. Yeah. which transcends a regular space and time. And basically anything that happens in subspace, you can just assume works just as if you and I were next door to each other or in the same room. In real time. Yes. But that completely doesn't affect the entire rest of space and time. it's really a, it's a very false, convenient. entertaining, convenient construct. It'd be cool if that were the thing, right? Yeah. It? right? Right, it would. And perhaps someday that will be discussed. But if
3: that were the
1: case. Wait, wait, like- wait, wait, wait. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so Verizon Fios, eat your heart out, right? okay?
2: <laughs> the, the problem of course, is that if you can have this transluminal communication, you really mess up causality. Mm-hmm. You can really have an issue, like let's say I somehow am magically able to tell that Mars rover, watch out for the cliff, in instantaneous time. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the signal where somebody else is watching that rover, it takes 20 minutes for us to see that that rover avoided the cliff. And so you're really turning into a strange opportunity to twist what's causing what, who's causing things, and, and all of physics starts to break down under those circumstances. So, so superluminal communication or faster than light communication right. is approximately as challenging as faster than light travel, travel. to our ability to understand how physics works. But, and, and in fact, this is just the movement
1: of information yeah. has tremendous consequences very, if very not done so. according to the universe in, in which we have laid down our laws of right. physics. Right. But the, is there a coherent set of laws of physics that will allow superluminal communication and not mess things up? At the moment, no. So let's say for we We're guys. waiting for someone else to be born. Pretty uh, much. Einstein Jr. Jr. Einstein, That's right. Take us to— All right, take us to the next step. <laughs> little little That's right. Einstein. That's right.
2: Right. But yeah, well, so the comments about whether or not you sound like a chipmunk or you talk really slowly mm-hmm. is— At low frequency. Yes. Is you can
1: valid. speak slowly at a high frequency. That's right. Yeah.
0: You can speak slowly at a high frequency. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a high frequency.
1: Sorry. The idea is You no. Know, my favorite scene ever was in <laughs> was in um, uh, in what's that? Riding Hood movie, Little Red Riding Hood movie, uh, uh, Hoodwinked, uh,
3: Hoodw- Hoodwinked, Hoodwinked,
1: Hoodwinked. The chipmunk, no one understood the chipmunk.
3: Uh,
1: the right. chipmunk, said, and you just think, oh, it's being a cute little chipmunk. Right. And then the detective says, "I think I know what's going on here." So he records <laughs> the chipmunk and then, then plays it back in slow motion. Plays it back and it says. I was witness to. <laughs> it's, this, it's this slow, deliberate, low frequency voice that's that's cool. translating
2: the, the chipmunk. But. Right. So, that kind of uh, effect is what we call the Doppler effect, right. right? Especially the Doppler effect for sound. And, Neil, you and I understand that very well. Uh, just when we're out on the streets in New York and the ambulance goes by or something like that. Right? No, they the go by too slowly to have it. any Doppler effect at all. Yeah. Well, in New York they do.
1: Yeah. In As rush hour. It's I stuck Square, in traffic. Right. 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 I no one,
3: Doppler effect. If every you're time I see traffic. an ambulance in New York, I'm like, that guy's dead. <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> It's like sitting at a light for 20 minutes. <laughs> woo, woo! It's behind you. And nobody yes, knows and how right. to move, and nobody's moving, and it's trapped <laughs> on the street. It's just all oh, right. Sorry. Go
2: ahead. You need yeah. a drones to carry these folks. Yeah. Right,
1: so if them. you're going through a wormhole, you're not having these Doppler effects, That's and so right. you're not going right. to have Different frequency dynamic, changes or right. anything.
2: If you're close to a black hole, you know, sort of like in the movie Interstellar, uh, you do have things change in terms of light and sound and those kinds of things. But in order to to really predict what's happening in terms of uh, superluminal communications, I think we are well beyond uh, normal science as we understand it now. Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. like the Oroville, we're totally in fiction. Okay. All right. All right.
3: All right. Hey, Next Mike,
2: one. what a great question, man. Way
3: to go. All right, let's go to uh, Chris Mangrum from Facebook. So we're done with the Patreons. Yeah, okay. for now, for okay. now. We'll get back to him, you know, get back to him. I don't want to I don't wanna be that much of a whore, you know. <laughs> Buy me dinner first. No. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. Here we go. Uh, this is Chris Mangrum who, from Facebook who says, Have you ever watched a superhero sci-fi movie that hadn't made you cringe? And if so, what was it? I think that let's frame that positively. Is there a superhero or sci-fi movie that you have watched and appreciated the amount of science that was built in and the uh, the level of science accuracy? Mm. So that's that's really what this. I think Chris, that's really what you're You're saying. You you just put a positive. Yeah, I'm putting I'm putting it positive (laughs) in a positive frame. Yeah. Um. Let, let's trade off. You're, okay, give me a movie, and I'll
1: give you a movie, and we'll just and we'll go down the list. Okay, until we until we cry. All right. <laughs> in,
2: in terms of movies, superhero movies that maybe we can do like, how long did it take before I started to cringe or something okay. like that? Okay. Right? Um, the movie that made me cringe least. Least. It was interesting. The nineteen sixty six Batman movie.
1: The original no, Batman, original no, 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 that's the one we had shark repellent in a spray can. Right. That was that's also no. No. That the one wait, no. where,
3: they, where they all became yes. powder. Yes, yes, yes. And then they the, used the heavy United Nations. Wa- wa- yep. They used heavy yep. water to bring them back. <laughs> that's <right>. that's <laughs> and <right>. they went. And they're identical to each other, except they're speaking each other's languages, languages, right. right. What, which, by the way, is almost as believable as the Tower of Babel. Anyway, go ahead. The
2: reason I I did not cringe at that one is because I wait, Wait, what fraction
3: of our audience even have
2: seen that movie? Well, you didn't ask me. You got to be like question. 80 years old to have seen no, that. No, no. Like the, I know that on college campuses, on many college okay. campuses, there's the annual watching of the Batman movie. Gotcha. Okay. okay fine. So, Holy
3: uh, AARP Batman. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: okay. Wheel me closer <laughs> to the screen.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Robin, <laughs> I do believe that man stole my walker.
1: <laughs> Where, so, but, so, my, so my cringing uh-huh. was okay, I even allowed there to have been. Shark repellent in a spray can. Yes. Okay, this is pre. But
2: there was Bat Manta repellent and there was. Wait, wait, wait. So Eel repellent, my, uh, whatever it
1: was. Here's right. my thing. Mm-hmm. My issue was how big is his utility belt <laughs> to
2: just always happen to have the, shark repellent? He didn't have the Bat Shark repellent on him at that time. It was in the vehicle, it was in the bat copter. And the shark was attached to the Batman's leg as he was coming up on the rope ladder, and he said, "Quick, Robin, hand me the bat shark repellent." <laughs> and so, from the right, cabinet it, that had the bat shark repellent, bat manta ray the, repellent, right. bat whatever repellent, oh, he, uh, repellent he grabbed for the each bat. kind of yes, bat, right? right bad,
3: aquatic. Uh, it's like a spice rack of <laughs>
2: repellents, <laughs> and he grabbed the thing and then sprayed it, and then they fell down and then exploded. Okay, I it, thought right. it came from his okay. utility belt. Okay, right. so now explain. so the reason it wasn't cringeworthy for me. Is because I knew that it was totally Campy. goofy to begin with. Right. Okay. And in a sense, I prefer movies of that genre that don't take themselves too seriously. Like Mars Attacks. Yes. If they're obviously well, well, messed go. up, then I don't really <mack> worry too much about how they. What <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Mars
3: Attacks. I'm sorry. Was that really? That's really? Mars, Mars
2: Attacks. The aliens just the say act, act, and I, they I, were destroyed I, only by. Oh, should we spoil the movie? I don't. I'm. You know. I don't I know if the, you should do that. No, let's not spoil the movie. Yeah, but it turns out something. You worried completely, about spoiling Mars Attacks. Yeah, something completely unexpected <laughs> saves the world.
3: Now the kids have something to go look <laughs> okay. at. Yeah. Mars Attacks. Go
1: so in that vein, right? My movie where I just said okay I am leaving all the reality behind there no matter what suspending all disbelief attack of the killer tomatoes yes attack, attack of, of the, the killer, killer, killer tomatoes, tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> all right okay. okay so the tomatoes just jumping and smothering people yes. and I said okay oh my god uh, yeah.
2: I'm dying by deliciousness <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was like okay I'll give it to them right. all right and uh,
3: but my only regret is I still don't know if you're a fruit <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. all right same kind of genre okay for current actual say mm-hmm. marvel dc actual Disney, for, whatever, for real superhero right for for, for, current, for current universe superhero yeah. things the thing the least cringeworthy sci-fi uh superhero movie that i've actually seen is dr strange Dr. Strange. Ooh. And the reason that doesn't cringe me, yeah. if, is that a verb, to cringe? You just made to, it one. Uh, to, an active verb. I mean, I cringe, but like to cringe somebody. You made it an active verb. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. The reason it doesn't is because it's all magic. Because the premise of the movie is that none it's, of this is science anyway. Or as, say, it's Reed, Richards, yeah. right, as yeah, Reed Richards. Right, as Reed Richards would say on his, you know, the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. comic series, he, he regularly would say, I acknowledge he's shown off now to the comic series. He's well, that the is the series. only real okay, okay, series. Okay, fine. this cinematic universe stuff, that's, it's just, that's all it's, well and it's good. It's icing on a cake it's all that well was and baked good. in that's the right. comic strips. We know okay. what the canon actually comes from. Yes, he acknowledges. He's like the greatest scientist in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But he says, I acknowledge that science, uh, that magic is a science I do not yet understand. He did say that. That's right. Yes. Oh. And so as a result. So
3: did Princess Bubblegum, by the way. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah.
2: And what movie was that? Well, it's
3: not a movie. It's a series. Oh. It's called Adventure Time. Lo- oh, yes. Yeah. Is that okay. the
1: one where they don't have elbows?
2: Yeah, that's
3: Adventure Time. They don't, yeah. yeah. They yeah. have like little noodle arms. Noodle arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like noodle arms, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. But she's, and so, all she says is basically science, I mean, magic is just science unexplained. Mm. Mm. All yeah. right, science you don't understand. of course, as I Arthur even,
2: C. Clarke said, right? Yes. Any, any sufficiently sufficient advanced, advanced technology, technology is indistinguishable, indistinguishable from, from magic. science. Oh. From magic. So, no, from science. No. Any indistinguishable, indistinguishable any, any sufficiently advanced technology is, is indistinguishable, indistinguishable from, from magic. magic. Yes. Good. Magic. Now, I, I don't
1: mean to boast. Ooh. Okay, you can line up for autographs later. Okay. <laughs> but I have a cameo in Sharknado 6. Excellent. And I Do get play eaten? Merlin. Oh, wait, I can't tell you. I play you Merlin. Me. Oh, this is a... a the, 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 the plot line takes you back to medieval times. Uh-huh. Okay. I play Merlin. There's a time warp that opens in the vortex. Of course, there is. <laughs> okay, I mean, what and else the sharks, as they go through the vortex, they end up crossbreeding in this vortex with dragons, and so you have shark dragon tornadoes back then. Okay, wow. shark dragon natos. and I play Merlin, performing actual science that everyone thinks is magic. Because and you, because nice. you're
3: still a scientist. Because I'm a scientist, and right. that was I was true to my right. my roots. Now you do that. realize that you can say no to these projects.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> we got to bring this segment to a close. That was a great question. Yeah, is is have great fun question. with that one. Yeah. When we come back, more on Star Talk, where we're talking about the science of pop fiction. We return.
3: hrblock.com all tax situations are different not everyone gets a refund limitations apply descriptions of benefits and details at hrblock.com guarantees whether you're a family vacation traveler business tripper or long weekend adventurer choice hotels has a stay for any you
2: You're listening to Star Talk.
1: We're back on Star Talk Cosmic Queries, the science of pop fiction. And we have decided, with the help of Charles Liu, my friend and colleague, and resident geek in chief, <laughs> that uh, these are things you might watch while eating popcorn. Mm-hmm. Pop. Fiction topic. made in your science oven. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think popcorn is one of the most extraordinary foods ever. Right? How many things do you say? Gee, I want to turn that inside out. Right? And then and then eat then it. Eat it. Uh, just every cow I see. Oh,
3: <laughs> I mean, but that's just
1: me. <laughs> no, all right, okay. All right. Technically, you're kind of doing that. <laughs> but just if you look at a corn a kernel in one instant, and then the next instant. It's completely inside it's, out. Yeah. And if you didn't tell someone what had just happened, they would think it's two completely different foods. And we'll see,
3: And that is, that you're absolutely That's right. That's my only point. There's nobody who could look at a kernel and then look at a popcorn right. like flourished right. and say, oh, those are, that came from that. And it was
1: specifically designed by nature to be absorbent of butter.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So it's the perfect food. It is. A- <laughs> and almost no calories. Right. Oh, yeah. It's all air. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. you, you got to load up the butter calories. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you? Yeah, I tried eating air pop- popcorn without butter. It's like, what am I doing? What I kind of like it. Right? Nah, nah, no, no. The question is does lying. it
2: taco? You know? Does it what? What? Oh, does it taco? This? Yes, this is the 21st young generation thing. Uh, uh, can you put this particular food into a taco shell and eat it? Oh. Does it actually Taco as good? a verb. So does yeah. it taco? Right, does, does it, it taco? taco? Yes, does right. popcorn Oh, taco. taco? Well, popcorn, uh, definitely taco. Popcorn fit in anything. Okay. Especially if you put a sauce on it. But you know what else? Uh, styrofoam also tacos. Okay. Po-
3: popping. Now, how somebody beans. knows that, I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> don't even want to ask. ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't even get how
2: it. Do don't go the, there. How do you know the styrofoam <laughs> the, tacos? The, the edible kind. Not, not oh, the polystyrene oh, stuff. You mean
1: the starch... Yeah, popcorns. the starch-based yes. popcorns oh. that
2: like don't kill you if you eat them, right? Okay, but right. they're not really. They're Plus, you can put them in the
1: toilet and they just dissolve. Right, they're designed yeah. to
2: disintegrate. Right? Do they taco? And turns out they do. Yeah. How about that. The nice. same is true with popcorn. Is you dissolving
1: guys- the same thing as disintegrate? I don't think so.
2: They just dissolve in water. But does d- dissolution is a form of disintegration? I'll give it to you. There you go. Okay. Okay.
3: Nicely done, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, these guys make even eating a taco. <laughs> That much more exciting. It is to the joy to. of the
2: geekiverse. It, well, it wait, wait, really but Chuck, is.
1: how would you know in advance if you're a three year old whether you're eating the polystyrene looking corn, looking corn or the starch
3: looking corn? Um, you, you I have, have the answer to that. When you don't end up in the hospital, <laughs> right?
2: you they ate, the, you ate the right one. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Chuck. <laughs> the yeah, Thank you the Chuck. Stuff that biodegrades. Yeah, as opposed to stuff that doesn't.
3: <laughs> all right, well, g- give us another question. All right, here we go. Let's get back to our queries that come from all over the internet this is uh bella morani bella morani says hey so sh- bella uh it's actually all it's, it's oh bella morani one is one from two. uh yeah bella mariani oh mariani bella mariani because bella morani is like a beautiful moron, moron right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right right however uh morani is swahili for warrior as well so Excuse but but me. not with the bellow on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you All have? Right, here we go. Uh, hey, Chuck, will it one day be possible for entire societies to disguise themselves in plain sight as Wakanda did in the Marvel Universe? How close are we to developing invisibility technology? So let's get the, the
1: top presentations of that. So you have the cloaking device on Star Trek. yeah, And also one of the James Bond movies with Daniel Craig. I forgot which one it was called, Mm -hmm. but it has something called adaptive camouflage. So you could park it and whatever it was in front of, Mm -hmm. it would bring that pattern to the car and you'd walk by it and you just thought you were looking at a normal scene. Right. So there's that. There was also cloaking in Chicken Little. Okay, (laughs) excuse me. Is my cinematic repertoire too large for you? Probably so.
3: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anytime you're okay. Chicken Little. The sky, sky
1: is falling. was not a real sky. There were hexagonal tiles mm-hmm. that the aliens had put over the earth, ah. and the tile is an exact image of what is behind it. Right. And when a tile fell down, it fell to the ground, and Chicken Little looked at it, and Touched it, and it immediately became the floorboards. Right. Whoa. And he put it on the table, it became the table. And nice. so there's five minutes of this movie doing experiments with the hexagonal tile. Sweet. Love it. So basically, it's cloaking by not becoming invisible, but by becoming what is behind it. Camouflage. Camouflage. Perfect yeah. camouflage. Perfect That's camouflage. It's one kind of invisibility. Sure. And then you have... Uh, what what that's else? That's unnoticeability. Don't, don't forget... Uh, unnoticeability. Unnoticeability. As opposed to, that's right. good. That's so a, Harry Potter. Charles has invented Harry Potter, the words the, today. Oh,
2: the, the covering. I can't take credit for that. Okay, so
1: that the cloak. The cloak in yeah. Harry Potter. The cloak
2: and Harry Potter. You have the, Potter, you have the invisible woman, uh, Fantastic Four character, okay, uh-huh. right? Who right. Can, turn she can turn invisible. invisible.
3: Right. As, as well as the... Uh, the uh,
2: well,
1: there's the invisible man. The Incredibles. Man. Incredibles.
3: Uh, well, the, the original
1: invisible man. The original invisible man. And the original invisible man. So what gets me is... Just because he's invisible, shouldn't automatically mean he can walk through walls.
2: No. Why should it never mean that at walls? all? Who, what do you
1: mean? Yes, of course he did.
2: H.G. Wells, Invisible Man, didn't walk through
1: walls. No, no, the movie. No, no, I'm talking about the, house, the guy, the guy who was wrapped in a thing and they unwrapped it and he was invisible.
2: Yeah, he couldn't walk through walls. He couldn't walk through walls. No. You sure? Not the original invisible I'm too young man. For this <laughs> no, no, no. His problem was also he had to. Oh, uh, no,
1: I know I'm confusing it. I'm confusing it with ghosts okay. who go through oh, walls. Yeah. Well, now, why movie is it be
2: ghosts, yeah. You, you why can
1: you walk one. through walls but not fall into the basement? Right. <laughs> they right. that they makes always sense. leave that out. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, that's. Right. Right. Yeah, why is the floor holding you up but you can but, walk but through walls? You
2: wall? walk the walls. Interesting. It doesn't point. make any sense.
1: Yeah. Okay, so who else do we have? Invis- invisible woman.
2: Invisible woman. Mm-hmm. We got the Harry Potter thing. We got Star Trek, as you already said. Cloaking and then you have the entire city being cloaked, right? Yeah, so, so can we, can we cloak yeah. an entire city? The, the well, answer, in Wakanda, yeah, they, yeah. they, they well, did that. Well, um, the answer at the moment is... No. <laughs> I'm guessing... You, let, guessing let, let, we can't do a city. Yeah. No. I'm,
3: I'm bet <laughs> Going
1: let, out on a Chuck, limb. Chuck, let's bet yeah. on that one. Yeah, we're okay. going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> right. Can't do a city. Chuck, can we cloak a whole city? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. 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 At the moment, the answer is that we can seem to be able to bend light around objects in such a way that the object would not be visible to someone looking at it because all they 'd see is the background and you don't even know the light is bending That's
1: you right. just see the direction the light comes from at the last point of contact That's right. That's right. so right. the light can do a full three six full three six one hundred and eighty doesn 't matter and you look at if all the <laughs> right. light coherently comes around the object
2: right again you've rendered it um, right. invisible. That is at this moment only doable in the laboratory under very extreme conditions and and sort of at the subatomic level basically. Okay. So.
3: However, Charles. But the, I thought wait, they wait, wait, were, if, I thought the I you, thought DARPA was working on a cloak like that. Is is that is that what, okay. So I'm, I'm not we, authorized to
1: speak any further
3: on. Uh, <laughs> so,
1: but I'm not but here's a problem. The, the city thing. is sitting on the ground. Yes. You can't bring light from behind the city around it. Right. So it so that Technology wouldn't work to hide a city. It would only hide objects in front of other things. Well, in this case, in Wakanda,
3: they had it was a dome that covered the city as well. There was some kind of like forced dome Mm -hmm. that then cloaked the city.
2: Right. The dome in that case was really just almost a mirror. In a sense, it projected upon itself fake oh. pastoral images oh, okay. of goat herders. Okay, so and it didn't disappear. It's like just a, it's just a it's projection just, screen. It's just a right. projection screen, and then you had to get through it, and then you saw all the marvelous technology gotcha. and so gotcha. Right, cool. Mm-hmm. So that that we can do. We're that already we projecting movies onto skyscrapers, aren't we? You know, what yes, got me about are,
1: Wakanda. Is How is it that down in the town, this with all this technology and all this and all
2: this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're still selling woven baskets in the street. What's, I, what's up with that? I they, believe it's very simple. What? Because they realize they essentially have infinite wealth mm-hmm. and infinite technology. Yeah. What makes them happy? It's not the toys. Baskets. It's baskets. Baskets. <laughs> baskets. I... Totally Straw get that. Right. I would much rather like make a basket and look at enjoy the workmanship that basket on this basket than like you know <laughs> point my finger and I have this sort of virtual basket made of vibranium that's gonna you know bring I, I want peanuts. a basket made of vibranium yeah. that's what well, I want I would appreciate that too if it were artistic and beautiful
3: that right? I'm gonna tell you the truth I, I want a bowl I want an actual bowl. I don't want a basket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but baskets are beautiful. Yeah, but baskets that's, that's are beautiful. That's the point. I think I think that's a. It shows a very interesting utopia. Right? Actually,
1: in where, the in where, the song, mm-hmm. there's a hole in the bucket. Dear Liza. Dear Liza. Mm-hmm. Well, the solution to that is to repair it with straw. That's right. right. Okay. And I'm thinking, why would straw hold water? <laughs> I was just thinking that when I heard that song. If it's woven tightly
2: enough. That's right.
3: Yeah. You think so?
1: There
2: are many waterproof straw things that the people before using metal. I was just thinking, is there any other way you can
1: plug this hole? Right. Weld. I'm thinking technology, science. Let's get straw.
2: Okay. (laughs) Because the straw's right there. I guess so. Because if you got to do the wood, you got to hammer it down or you got to weld the.
1: Okay. I just thought they would have a more permanent solution than just straw. Right. And there's a hole in
2: the bucket. Dear Liza, dear Liza. All Georgie wanted was to carry a little water from here to there. Why like bring out vibranium for that? And then they said, how will I cut the straw? And they say, with an ax?
1: No, no, that's with a knife. Either. Yeah. Why do you have to, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think that the original song has ax. An ax? Yeah. A little we'll overkill for straw, I think. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. The whole song didn't make sense. I stopped listening <laughs> to it.
1: Okay, good. What were you saying, Chuck? The last bit
2: on invisibility, and yeah. we'll go to the next question. last bit is that I think that when we think about invisibility, we want to be able to take it with us the motion. Of being invisible is more important than just being able to render something not visible from any in, in a static
1: plot, in a static plot, plot. Yeah. So, and and this is the the value that Harry Potter had. That's right, right. And, and right. you yeah. go wherever <laughs> the, the cloaking yeah. the cloak is.
2: And so that's really the most important thing right now. The mm-hmm. technology is not just to make something not visible, but to make something not visible as it moves around to everybody yeah. from every point. And life. from every and and in fact, the
1: lab experiments you're describing, it is only invisible from one, one direction, one exact direction, correct, right? Because the optics only conspire for that point of view mm-hmm. okay. not from the side yeah nice. that's where we start yeah okay we'll start there all right there you oh by it. the way one other thing go ahead militaristically invisibility just means you're not reflecting a radar signal back,
3: right. which we already source, have that which it's which stealth of, technology it's stealth. Mm-hmm.
1: so that is a kind of invisibility that accomplishes what the, the star trek stealth things were doing right in but in a militaristic sense so yeah.
3: right yeah mm-hmm. very cool all right all right, here we go. Another
1: DARPA project that was, by the way,
3: stealth was a DARPA. DARPA, I think so. Nice. Yeah, we can
1: verify that. We got top crack researchers here. Uh, yeah, yes. Defense Advanced Research Projects. <laughs> are agency. there any other technology? And it
3: was Lockheed that are there, are, did that. I, I, I don't. I, yeah. yeah, I do know it was Lockheed. Mm-hmm. But are there any other technological applications for stealth technology? Uh, that's redundant. But are there any other applications for stealth technology? Outside of absorbing radar, that that might that we might find in life.
2: Well, sure. If
1: well, it's you, not just absorbing radar; absorb all elect- electromagnetic right. rays. Yeah. So whatever
3: might be your anything you are shooting at, it you're shooting it, at it, right, right. And also the but not all of it, because some of it is, has to do with the shape of the plane. too. Everything has causes, to do with the shape. Yeah, that causes it to, the, f- the, the to material. flow over.
1: It's the material, mm. the shape. Right. Um, the the B two bomber, which looks like a bat, you know bat plane. Right. Um, the shape is because when the radar signal does reflect, it doesn't reflect back to the direction okay. it was sent
3: from. So it
1: doesn't reflect, it deflects. It deflects. It right. deflects. And there are multiple reflections within the physical body. You don't want any of them going back to where it's right. They now have stealth Navy ships. <gasps> and you look at their shape, it's like, oh, that's a funky kind of shape. Yeah,
3: I've seen them. Right. Yeah, they're very cool looking. Yeah,
1: and the, and the masts have certain shapes. Right. So just to
3: minimize and reduce... The radar cross section, up. yeah. So it's just like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a lost whale, and it's just like, why is that lost whale shooting a torpedo at us? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Next. All right. Here we go. This is um, Yusul Los- Lopez. Uh, What's the first name? Yusul. Yusul. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or or mm. Yussel. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, Yusul was the
2: it, name of the is character. it
3: Jesse or Jussie? Yusul mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> was the name of the
1: character. Yusul
2: character in the in Dune by Frank Herbert. It was the nickname given by the Fremen to Paul Atreides.
3: Damn. Damn, You are too good Chuck, I'm telling you man. Uh,
1: We are unworthy. Yes.
3: We are unworthy. I I saw the
1: movie, the book was too thick for me to read. Oh. Yeah, I
3: saw the movie in the 80s. Yeah, I saw the movie first. I gotta tell you, I didn't read the book and the movie was too damn long, so.
1: (laughs) The movie should have been longer. (laughs) What I like was they have their language translator Mm -hmm. where it's this thing you put in front and you speak and out the other side. But now our iPhones do that, so. I know. Yeah. It's pretty
3: yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. This is what uh, Yussel, or Yussel Lopez says. Uh, this is specifically for you, Neil, but I'd like to know what Chuck thinks about <laughs> okay. uh, the answer should be. Uh, so a couple episodes back, there was a reference to the bat signal, and a guest jokingly mentioned that Neil should have a Neil signal. <laughs> I'm curious, <laughs> Dr. Tyson, what would your Neil signal in the night sky be? Oh, that be, Ooh. that's easy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: The, uh, uh, we already
1: have one of these. There's a, uh, a web page on Amazon that sells sanctioned T-shirts right. that are designed by fans but inspired by my work or my words or my image. Okay. But it's all sanctioned, and the fans get a fee and everything. Everybody's happy. And one of them is just simply a silhouette of my hairline right. and a mustache. <laughs> that's it. That's the Neil signal. And, I, and that's that's kind of me. Right, right. I got this sort of widows' peak thing. Right, you right. very
3: Eddie Munster. Your hair
1: No, but Eddie Munster came to a point. Right. Mine no, is just, yours is natural though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so it's a, um, and I think when I see that, I think of myself abstracted. So then you you want a simple like. Iconography for right. the bat signal. So, the Neil signal, in case you get stuck in an argument with a flat earther and you need help,
3: you just send <laughs> up the hairline and the mustache. And, the
1: mustache. <laughs> and, and,
3: and, Doctor, and Dr. Tyson will not show up to your house. So, <laughs> but he'll solve the argument for you. Yeah. That, you that's go. cool, man. Yeah. All right, Chuck, what would you think it would be?
2: I think it would be a ball in a box the iconic structure of the Hayden Planetarium and oh, the Rose, Rose Center, Center for Earth, Earth. and Space. Whoa. See, your silhouette is great, but it's a little too detailed. No, but a little should... bit of a little bit of clouds and you look like Bozo the Clown. Yeah, you're right. So, mm, you have right. to have basic shapes that are immediately recognizable and when we and look And if we do that.
1: Uh-huh. So it's the it's the because the Rose Center for Earth and Space is a glass cube yeah. and a ball, ball inside the containing the Hayden Planetarium. Correct. Yeah. That iconography would mean if I'm not available, we get some of our other staff.
2: There you go. Tremendous It's just that so you talented. need an
1: astrophysicist to help settle your argument. Now it doesn't you, have to be me. I don't have unique knowledge in this network. world. Now,
3: now I'm going okay. back to the hairline and the mustache. <laughs> what, what? Because you know somebody's just like, let's call Neil. And they put up the ball in the box, right? And all of a sudden, like, you know, just some intern shows up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Hayden hey, guys. Have just hey, guys. Hey, guys, what do you intern. need?
1: No. <laughs> but we got badass interns, let me just say. No, you do. Okay. This is true. All right. Nah.
3: All right, but I like the ball in the box. Yeah. Very, very, very thoughtful. All right. All right, Chuck, what's the next question? Okay, here we go. Um, this is Daniel J. Lay. And he says, This is for Chuck and Neil. What superpower would you like to have that could be theoretically enabled by gene editing? Ooh, Ooh. good one. Very I mean,
1: very uh X-Man on yes. um, that one. I have an answer, Chuck. Do you have an answer? I do. We don't have time to give it. (laughs) We gotta go to break. We'll go to break. Take take a break. And when we come back, Chuck and I will argue about what genes we will edit to try to get some kind of superhero uh, uh, superpowers.
3: Go ahead and start talking. Hey, a special shout out to our Patreon patrons who make the trip through the cosmos possible for Star Talk. This week we want to say thanks to Samir Cope, Jesus Rodriguez, and Ronald Warmerdam. If I said any of those names wrong, then you need to give me some phonetic spelling. Thanks again, guys. This is Star Talk.
1: in here chuck lou there chuck nice there <laughs> charles <laughs> lou chuck nice, chuck uh, lou, charles nice. that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh you're you tweet don't you occasionally
2: at chuck lou at c-h-u-c-k-l-i-u See, he does use yeah at chuck, chuck, chuck lou, lou l-i-u yeah it's just good charles was already taken so oh that's too bad well no it's actually better it reminds me of my college roots okay yeah. all right and
3: and you are at chuck nice comic chuck nice comic that's my name uh, and what i do
1: you actually have to tell people you're a comic
3: Well, you know, I'm not that good at it. That means your tweets were not good. I'm not that good at it. Just just in case you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what is this tweet? Oh, he's a comedian. Right. Oh, by the way, it was originally Chuck Nice black comic, but I figured, okay, one of them is, they'll figure it out. He also has another tweet.
2: uh, He also has another Twitter handle that he doesn't publicize so much. It's at Chuck Nice, go, go, dancer. Is that right? Uh, No, that's not right. Sorry. No, I thought I saw that.
3: That was was just for you. Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) All right, so read this question
3: again. Okay, so right before we went to the break, uh, Daniel J. Lay asked a great question for Neil and Charles. What superpower would you like to have that could be theoretically enabled by gene editing?
1: Okay. Chuck, you go first.
3: Charles, you go first.
2: I would say, and I know this might seem a little goofy, but with gene editing, the best thing that I could hope for for myself is that my genes make it so that I will stay as mentally and physically in perfect health as long as I want. To.
1: It's not a superpower.
2: It is immortality, but it's healthy immortality.
1: And Superpower so- is somebody's in distress and you go help them. Yes, yeah. if I am and he's immortal... he's like this,
3: I'm going to stand here and watch you. <laughs>
1: watch you die <laughs> while I live, while live forever.
2: forever. <laughs> no. <laughs> if, Charles. If, if I am immortal, then I will have the opportunity to learn all the medical technology, all of the information over the centuries and the millennia and that way i will be able to help people not by being some crazy guy wait, wait. in a costume it, medical but,
1: knowledge over the centuries includes like bloodletting yes. and this sort of thing well
2: and it depends on whether that bloodletting is worth keeping or not okay right? but for example nowadays a strong, not a strong these days medical people actually use leeches yeah to I know. help get rid of hematomas get rid of bad like blood that. that's right right uh-huh. so I excuse, just, me, yeah. excuse me, hematoma, excuse me. I want to make it so that I have great value to society without my having to stand out as some sort of a, a, a beacon or a flag post. Okay. Does that make sense? So I think no, that is but, a, right. I think it's a tremendous... Okay,
1: Charles, art. no one is making a movie about that. <laughs> Maybe not.
2: Oh, well, there was The Fountain. It's The
1: Man Who Read. The fountain. fountain of Youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that was
2: the one that Darren Aronofsky put together, yeah. with, starring uh, Hugh Ackman and Rachel Weisz. Hugh
3: Ackman. Yeah. yeah. That's the brother of Hugh Ackman? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Niels, what was yours be? So Charles so, is going to live forever. I've thought about this actually. And if
1: gene editing is what is allowed, because the X-Men stuff is, is extreme. Yeah. You're not gonna g- edit your genes and, and spit fire. That's right. not gonna happen. But what you're allowed to do is you can ask the animal kingdom, what are the things that are exhibited in all the animals of the world because we all have DNA in common. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, give me some of that. Okay. Animal man. So, what I would do is I'd say, give me genes that a snake has where I can open my mouth five times bigger than my head so I can <coughs> finally eat <laughs> so can the sandwich at the deli, <laughs> pastrami sandwich at the deli. Okay. But that's not a superpower. That's just that I wanna throw that in there. Just sort of, Okay. Right, okay. Um, snakes can detect in, in infrared. infrared. Okay. Okay. Insects can see deeply in the ultraviolet. Right. Which is why bug zappers work, because they're ultraviolet. And they said, I got to go to the ultraviolet. And then they die. So I want to be able to (laughs) see infrared, see ultraviolet. Also, I want to be able to gene edit other people so that I can help regenerate the limbs of veterans with lost limbs defending this country. Cool. And newts can regenerate limbs. Right, exactly. Humans can't. It is in the genome of the tree of life to regenerate limbs. And so I want to be able to have that to then impart that in fellow humans. And so that everybody gets their limbs back. That's for me. That's yeah. uh, it's not a superpower, but it's a power that I think would be greatly valuable. Being able to regenerate
3: Bush. limbs. That's I mean, that's a pretty good no, power. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a great
2: power. Oh. And, right. and again, no one's going to make a movie out of that, but people <laughs> will take a look. <laughs> and what? Yeah, you you explained well, that I, no one make a movie out of my power. It's true. But notice that the two of us were thinking about powers that like help don't like, humanity yeah, don't like turn us into like these these mm-hmm. godlike creatures right, right. That, that do stuff to people but rather that allow us to be part of the society that matters because that's sort of in a sense that's kind of what what the impulse of science is i don't know don't you? yes you i mean, agree I mean, that's that's what we're thinking about right right, right and and right. I, if there's a way to think about superpowers maybe that's the best way to do it where we can create the powers, you know, we, we have these folks going out and fighting cosmic you know, villains or anything like that, but why not take some of that wonderful technology and heal people? Like in Black mm-hmm. Panther, for example, when um, the Black Panther sister saves the life of that mm-hmm. gentleman that was working with them, you know, their super technology was being used for good and, and used for a societal benefit. That's the kind
3: of thing we do. Well, I'm going with super strength and sprouting wings like a beetle so that I don't have wings all the time because, you know, that probably get on my nerves when I'm trying to sleep. Oh, so you want wings that tuck in (laughs) under an exoskeleton? Tuck in under an exoskeleton, (laughs) pop out when I want to fly, and then super strength. And by the way, I'm not helping anybody. I'm going on a life of crime. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you'd be a supervillain. I'd be a supervillain, without a doubt. And then you guys could figure out a way to stop me. You would be, like,
2: called Kafka Man. Kafka man? Yeah. No, that was That was a cockroach, not a beetle. You don't think so?
1: What? In, in, in Kafka, Kafka that was a cockroach. Oh, my gosh! Well, that wasn't a that's beetle. That's your
2: interpretation.
1: Excuse me, that was a cockroach, wasn't it?
2: I don't know Kafka, ch- man. I thought I
1: read that <laughs> Kafka. <laughs> you didn't read the story. It's a short story. No, I didn't read Franz Kafka. Kafka.
3: Yeah. No, I don't think. No, Everybody I don't read think that, that story. Movies. No, I don't believe I have. I thought D- you were D- an educated man. D- no, I'm not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, how can I fight? I'm trying to fight you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to agree with that? <laughs> It, it's an abstract commentary on the dehumanization of of man. Okay, I'm going to read it tonight. Metamorphosis.
3: The Metamorphosis. Definitely read it. It's short. It's a short story.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You read it in like ninth grade, check. right? Okay. okay.
3: I probably read it and don't even know that I read it. To <laughs> <Okay>. be honest. <laughs> okay. Well, there right. you have it. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen, that was interesting. That was interesting. All right. Oh wait. So a guy goes to bed and he wakes up as a cockroach,
1: and he, and his as thoughts a don't make me <laughs> uh, as his, And he has thoughts about what that means and yeah. it's oh, just okay. kind of a, it's and, a meditation and the reaction on, right.
2: of his family members to him. yeah it's also a meditation
3: on on a on a thing on right. on right on the, it's an existential story yeah that, yeah exactly that that, exactly. That, okay. that questions what is your mm-hmm. life i get it all right here we go um let's go to vaughn murray uh actually um he is a patreon patron oh okay mm-hmm. okay
1: um, Sorry that it took this long to get to your question. Oh, oh,
3: oh, oh okay. Oh, oh, that wasn't right. <laughs> All right, Vaughn. Bon, here you go. This is what he says: "Dear Star Talk experts and Chuck." <laughs> <laughs> that's cold. That was cold. Oh, oh, that, that was that's cold, cold, man. Why you gotta do that, that's bro? That's cold. Yeah. Why you go there like why that? Why you gotta do go oh, there? Yeah. Damn. Treat me like I'm cop man. <laughs> All right. Here we go. My friend and I got into a space discussion about future starship design mm-hmm. sci-fi franchises like to make use of the simulated gravity on starships and space stations mm-hmm. by way of centrifugal force mm-hmm. or centrifugal mm-hmm. force sections. which is a rotation mm-hmm. section uh in a in in a habitat section mm-hmm. uh, we all know what they are okay uh, um, uh, as early as earliest evidence in, what was it, 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Would it be realistic to use this idea for long-term space travel? So, yep. 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 Okay, next question. And next question. (laughs) Vaughn, there's your answer. The point is, the point is, it works. all
1: this research on the medical effects of Mm zero-G, none of which would be necessary if our long-term spaceships has rotating, rotating habitats. Right. And you don't have to be in there 100% of the time, but oh. you go in there to get your sea legs back,
3: mm-hmm. you know, and you lift weights, right. you do whatever. And your, your bone density stays, bone the, stays, same, stays the, the same. Everything because you're... So going. now how fast would I have to spend to uh, to give you 1G? It depends Which on the radius. where we are. It depends
2: on the radius. So the radius Entirely. This,
1: the, so
3: you'd have to... So the smaller radius, the
1: radius, faster the faster it has to spend. Right. Correct. So and the you, larger the radius, the slower so you it can go. you want to make it as big as, as possible. As big as possible. Right.
2: And remember, in space, since there's no air resistance... Wait, why do you have to make it as big as possible? Who cares? Oh. It doesn't matter. Oh, if it's small, then your in- inner ear has issues with the oh, rotation. If it's small, if if you are large
1: relative to the size of right. the thing, mm-hmm. but I'm saying if it's still big relative to you, yeah. right. then the size the doesn't size matter. Size doesn't right. matter. Doesn't but matter. it's
2: got to right. get to that size. But I'm
3: sure there's a particular size that's going to give you the one G, right?
2: No, for, no, for for your any size.
3: Any size. In fact, do this. Right.
1: Go ahead. Take a bucket of water and swing it fast enough over your head so that right. doesn't fall it, out. It, that's one, one that's, G. That's no, no, that could be zero G. It could be. It could be weightless right, up there. It, it doesn't be. have to be one g. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. So I take that back. Right.
3: Sorry. Bad. It's
2: bad okay. example. No no, 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 You're right. But but I'm just saying. Because that's
3: what happens on a roller coaster right. when you go. It, yeah, yeah. You go. You're, you're the, weightless you're at the weightless top. You're weightless at right. the top. Right.
2: The relevant formula is that centripetal. Oh no! Wait a minute! Wait! 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 This would work. This would work. Is v squared over. No, no,
3: no,
1: no. Watch. This would work because uh-huh. if it is zero g at the top and it's not falling out. Right. That would be one g if I were in zero g. Sure. You lost <laughs> me, <man. laughs>
3: I'm sorry. No, no. But,
1: so the force up is now counteracting the force, force down. Because we're doing this experiment in 1G. Right. When so the cancellation, it, so it that cancels, is that's, 1G. That's where 0G the G thing. In but space. in space, it would be 1G, 1G. space. Okay. Right. So the, the point is, it's not hard to figure out the speed. Right. By the way, you wouldn't even need 1G. You can do 8.8G. You right. can get ready for the next planet you visit. Mars is 08 38% gravity. Yeah, so you can change the rotation to get accustomed to being on Mars. It could oh. be a very fun, interesting yeah. exercise. Right. It, okay. The
2: equation is the centripetal acceleration equals velocity squared divided by the radius of rotation. Okay. So all you do is measure how, how far you it you can is and then how fast you have to spin. And, it and it by
1: the way, I did the calculation for the rotating section in 2001.
2: Ah, okay. And, okay. The okay.
1: and they rotated that three times too fast.
2: Really? Yes. So people were really bulking up? No, 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 no. No, yeah. no, no, no. no. So, so, quarters, so, so it was a heavy gravity a space station. They're just getting ready to get to
1: Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here's here's the thing. Okay, they surely knew what speed it would have to be to be
3: 1G. Right. It was already rotating slowly. Right. So it was, bo- it was too boring for the camera. Too boring for That's the camera. That's really what it is. It's too you boring for to the camera. You want to be
1: stately but still doing something. So this rate... So, where they match the rotation of the shuttle right. to go into the station, that's 3G. Right. And I said to myself, if you slow this down by a factor of three, you're not uh, doing whatever, anything. The three, whatever the number is, you're... you're you got a terrible, boor- boring it's a, shot. It's a slow, boring movie. Right. So I gave it to him.
2: Yeah. Okay. Gave it to him. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I just thought that they were trying to get some extra no. <laughs> resistance work in, you know, while they were heading to the moon. Oh, that's cool. All right, okay. next question. All right,
3: that was a, actually a really cool question. Mm-hmm. All right, even though. All right, here we go. Ooh, Greg Vaughn. We went from Vaughn Murray to Greg Vaughn wow. uh, coming to us from Instagram. This- Oh, wait, wait. One other thing. Go ahead. Sorry. Before we get back Sorry. We get to the G. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So if you don't have rotating sections, then you need to invent something that shuts off gravity. Right. And we
3: know of no such thing. Okay? okay. We're not even close to knowing so, such a so thing. When they, so in, in any, any sci-fi film where they go, uh, enact artificial gravity, it's just- In in other words, they're saying, enact the BS. (laughs) Turn on the BS so that we don't float, so that we don't float around. Now,
1: I don't mean to boast. Captain, the BS is not working. (laughs) I I don't mean to boast. Go ahead. But I had a cameo in Ice Age 5. All right. (laughs) Wait, in I <laughs> That Ice is States definitely five, not a boast, the sir. The scrat, oh, that, that, that little- That little, uh, that little uh, uh, squirrel-looking s- thing. Squirrel chip monkey thing. Right. He's on a ship. There's a scene, it's like a throwaway scene. It's not rel- relevant to what's going on down on Earth, but he accidentally hits the gravity changer uh-huh. knob because right. he's just accidentally doing stuff. Right. And there's like a scene where it's like 20G- and he's flat on the ground and he can't, he's lifting up his top jaw and he can't. I mean, they're very creative about how it would be in the high, in,
3: as he changed the G's. Oh, but anyhow, yeah. I just want to say. I love that. That's funny. Yeah. That's great. So guys, we've got only one minute left. Ooh. Chuck, you got a fast one. Okay, that's a fast one. Greg Vaughn uh, wants to know this. Is there a real quantum realm? Oh,
2: that's a reference to Ant-Man.
3: Yes, it is. Okay, okay. Can you shrink down
1: so So
2: far far. that you have a whole new universe which like doesn't follow the laws of anything and get trapped in there for decades and things like that? Well, there is a
1: quantum realm. The question is, can you function as a normal person in a quantum
2: realm? The answer is you can't, of course.
1: (laughs) Why oh, you gotta be course. like that? No, no, no. Why damn. you gotta be like that?
2: But the bottom line is, yes, there is such a thing as a quantum realm. There so is, we can actually do something in it, completely different story. Right.
1: So the Tompkins and Wonderland series. Oh. Do you, did you know the Tompkins and Wonderland? No. Written by George Gamow. Oh. So George Gamow wrote a series, a famous physicist, okay. a mid-century, 20th century Helped physicist. Helped
2: to figure out the theoretical underpinnings of the Big Bang Theory. Okay. yes, yes.
1: yes. All right. Uh, made the first prediction of the cosmic microwave background. And he said it would be five degrees and it turned out to be three degrees. The wow. idiot. <laughs> what the hell did he know? God.
2: what a loser. <laughs> George is rolling in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to go, Neil, all right, okay. Best. So
1: anyhow, the, uh, so he had a series of stories where he changed the physical constants of nature mm. in those stories. Mm. So in one of them, the speed of light was 60 miles an hour. Wow. So there you are driving down the street and then he describes how things uh, change. That's and cool. in another one, you can change Planck's constant. Oh. Nice. and so then as you the walk quantum realm the quantum changes. realm changes so you walk through a door and you diffract right, right, walking yeah. through a door all the things that happen to particles
3: right. happen, happen to, to you. you wow yeah okay um, that's
1: cool that's very cool and so but Ant-Man I think it, they had to make up a bunch of stuff in order to yeah. to let that story roll yeah. but I'm glad they used the word quantum
2: yeah that's all
1: oh okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: and they almost used it right
1: almost they used it right <laughs> enough to get you to go see the movie exactly and it shows that they have some some concern, concept. some, right. some concern, concern for this, and uh, more broadly, the Marvel universe. As we know, many of those superheroes were once scientists.
3: Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: Yeah, uh, Doctor Banner. Right. Uh, even S- Spider Man. He right. was in his science right.
3: class. Mm-hmm. Well, they all they all screw themselves up. While they're doing an experiment that goes horribly wrong, (laughs) I'm just saying that
1: science matters there in ways that it doesn't seem to matter in the DC universe. Okay. Ooh, 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 blood drawn. All right, we got to wrap this up. Star (laughs) Talk, Chuck, uh, Charles, Lou, thanks as always for being on the show. Chuck, nice. Always a pleasure. My man, you know it. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. We are signing off, Star Talk. As always, I bid you.